podcast. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Nez, back in the place to be. We're going to drop an anchor for you right here. Internet's still a little iffy because I noticed that it jumped a little in the beginning, but um, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, but anyway, here's a anchor, rewatch, whatever you want to call it. Here we go. Hey guys, this is Tim here from Horror for Dummies. You are listening to the E-Society podcast. Today, we're doing something a little different. Call it a little bit rewatchable. It's the Nez. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Yeah, I, for me, I've been doing a lot of just rewatching some old things. Uh, a couple of movie series. Um, so, I, I know I've watched uh, a ton more, but uh, these two have been kind of stuck on me and there's another series that i'd like to to watch again series of movies so definitely sure. uh gonna do that but before we lead off into anything uh happy friday the 13th i am gonna start my uh, friday the 13th watching probably after we record this start from the beginning and then uh flop all over the place eric has never seen any of them so oh nice to, perfect time to uh, check those out but um what have you been re-watching lately uh, I've been going back to the nineties watching, uh, an old reliable, uh, Harrison Ford in 1990. Find this film to be one of the most rewatchable films of any time and be, you know, happy watching it. And it's just so rewatchable. Uh, that being said, uh, one of the things I wanted to bring up and discuss with you about is just like, you know, how it's aged. I know they're going to do that, uh, take on the fugitive on that new streaming service. The one where all the episodes are under 10 minutes. And, um, you know, in this one, I, I don't know. It just like, this is real nitpicky, but it goes to show how much I watched it. Uh, I was that like caught me this time was one when they were like setting up the sting to like, does your cousin still have that van? And it's like, really? You, you, you need to like call in a, a favor from your cousin. Like you don't have like the resources under the U S marshals to get a van. They should, man. <laughs> they should have all kinds. So I just recently watched that myself. Not too long ago, maybe like a month or two. Um, it was on TV on like uh, IFC or one of those channels. So, uh, right. just to have something on, and I hadn't seen that in forever. And I saw that it was on Netflix right now. So, uh, I just sat down and oh, watched good. it. Man, I like that one. That one was pretty good. Uh, old Doctor Jones and Han Solo and uh, Two Face and uh, oh no, yeah. he was in the. Sec- <laughs> Did you see the second one? U.S. Marshals. That was yeah um, yeah. Uh, Blade, uh, the Blade, yeah, versus Tommy Lee. I don't really remember that yeah. one too much. I think I've seen it once in a the theater, and Robert Downey Jr. is in it also. Um, and he Wasn't plays he an interesting role, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't remember much of so. that one, but The Fugitive that one was really good. Uh, I really liked uh, that. But when you when you watch those type of films, it seems like it's just kind of really like cut and dry. Like they don't want to really do any kind of uh, uh, investigation. Uh, they just figure, okay, you were there, you were the right. Writer, so uh, you're going to jail. 
Yeah, exactly. Like they man, they like send him to jail like real quick. Like, yes, I know they got to get to him being on the run, but it's like boom, he's in you know court, and then boom, guilty, and then you know off to jail, and then of course on the run. But the other moment that I was like really like tommy lee like you're supposed to be like the best of the best you're like leading this team um when they listen to the call when he like calls his lawyer when harrison ford calls his lawyer he's like it's so clear in the audio from the first time you're hearing it as the audience there's like this you know ding ding and you can hear the elevated train but he gives the rest of his crew the hardest time about like how can you tell that's an elevated train he's like i tell me about that i want to hear what an elevated train sounds like and like it's like really like it's just so clear and so obvious (laughs) yeah i mean yes it's a movie and you got to keep it going but <laughs> uh, yeah, I still like uh, the, my favorite part is when he uh, when they're in that sewage tunnel and he jumps uh, off the dam. But I, I really yeah. I always loved uh, Tommy Lee's part when uh, what was Harrison Ford's name? Doctor. Um, yeah, Richard yeah, Kimball. Kimball. Um, I yeah. I loved the part when he's like, I didn't do it. I didn't, I didn't kill my wife or, or whatever he said and. Tommy Lee's like, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I just loved his his expression yeah. on his face. I thought that was really good. Um, right. And I love, I mean, I'll shout out to anyone, if any of you stunt people, men or women, uh, that are listening. Uh, I know it was a fake doll they just threw over <laughs> the side. <but> yeah. <laughs> Woo. Oh, man. Those, those are hilarious. I mean, it, it's, it's cool when yeah. it's really someone that does it, but I, I doubt someone would jump off that. Uh, they but the it, yeah. it just it kind of just takes you out of the scene when you can tell that it's a when yeah. you can tell yeah it's funny too because Tommy Lee Jones he's like the guy just did a Peter Pan right off this you know ledge <laughs> when he's describing it uh, <laughs> I'm trying to, oh the, uh, the spoiler alert if you guys haven't seen the fugitive uh, fast forward a, a minute or two but uh five four three two one i i love the fight at the end when um uh dr kimball was fighting the um uh the dude was it the dude with the fake arm yeah one arm man <laughs> that was cool yeah I liked all that i mean i liked how he just blended right in into society uh he knew how to make fake ids and and all kinds of stuff when he when he right. infiltrated the hospital and i forgot that there was a uh, young Julianne Moore in it. I'm sure there's. I was just about to mention that uh, both her and Jane That's Lynch right. are have really minimal roles. It, it. might have been at the <laughs> beginning of their career because it was just such a small little part. Mm-hmm. Probably we probably didn't even know who she was. I'm sure I did, but now you watch it now. Yeah. Whoa, that's Julianne Moore. Hey. Yeah. But, <laughs> That was the same thing we actually talked about Bad Boys not too long ago. And we were talking about how in Bad Boys 2 in that opening scene where they infiltrate the KKK thing, one of the guys is Michael Shannon. And it's always funny when you can find somebody who like turned out to be, you know, a notable actor and they're like, you know, they always start out in something like that, like a little role. <laughs> yeah. The Fugitive, man. If you guys haven't seen it, like I said, it's it's streaming on um Netflix, so Definitely check it out. Uh, I need to look around and see if U.S. Marshals is anywhere. I, I just seen it that one time. 
uh, when it when it came out, and I never saw oh, okay. it again. So that's why I really don't uh, remember any much. But anything else about the fugitive? I remember it. I remember it, uh, U.S. Marshals didn't get the same love, but it, yeah, don't get me wrong, it's not as good, but it's also not nearly as bad as like some of the hype was on it. Like they're like, oh no, it's terrible. And it's not really that bad. Like yes, it's not as on the same level as the Fugitive, but I think you know what I liked about it, it was is Tommy Lee Jones. His whole team came back for the for the sequel. Right. So I thought that was cool. It wasn't just him and a whole new. Uh, yeah, and it was everybody team. that was in yeah. a fugitive that was on his team. So I, I really loved all that. And um, to me, it kind of seemed like Wesley Snipes in that one. He he had minimal dialogue. He didn't say much because he was too busy being on the run. And I don't know. And I don't know. It right, felt right. like you just didn't really. He he seemed like he was a side character, and Tommy Lee Jones was up up in front because, as in the fugitive, we all know it was. Uh, Harrison Ford, Doctor Kimball's character that was up front in the main guy, it it just seemed like in the Fugitive it was just uh, Tommy or not Fugitive U.S. Marshals. Tommy Lee Jones was the main guy. Right, right, right. But yeah, no, I I, I love those films, and uh, yeah, I'm kind of curious to see what this little 10 minute remake series is going to be so once they're all up i might use my uh trial on uh checking that out <laughs> for what again i'm sorry tigo's texting me the no no problem the fugitive the new remake it's for that uh, oh okay. we talked a couple uh new societies ago about it um i'm gonna look it up right now who see who's in it uh this new version. So the, it is going to be 14 episodes on, um, what's the, what's the name of that service again? Uh, Winky doink or something crazy. I don't remember. (laughs) Something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, it stars, uh, Kiefer Sutherland, and Boyd Holbrook are the main two people. And I think, yeah, Kiefer Sutherland is basically the Tommy Lee Jones, and Boyd Holbrook is the fugitive. So, with the city in a state of panic and misinformation traveling at the speed of social media, Mike's life and ham- family hang in the balance as he becomes the fugitive. Um. With that, I mean, since these episodes are only 10 minutes long, is there like 100 episodes? Because are you just going to wrap it up in uh, 20 So minutes? this one is 14. So this one's 14 episodes. So, yeah, it is basically just cutting up a, a new fugitive movie into 10 minutes. Because, yeah, 14 episodes, 10 minutes. And is it like once, a, once a week? 40 minutes. So. I guess so, yeah. But it doesn't say right now. It just says episode one is is 2020. But yeah, they're supposed to launch, I think, like next month. But yeah, like you're saying, it's like Quibi or something like that. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, just wait until it's out. I'm sure. Yeah, same. Same, same. 
One last note on The Fugitive. Uh, did you ever watch any of the 63 through 67, 120 episodes? Uh, a long time ago, but I could tell you nothing about it. So that was. Yeah. Uh, same here. If I ever seen any of it, it was probably while I was young on reruns, you know, on TV. And yeah, yeah couldn't tell you anything I about it. Tell you <laughs> um, maybe one of you older listeners probably. Uh, familiar with that show i remember the show but it, i wasn't watching it when it was like in its regular run this was uh reruns and everything right so, right right of course yeah yeah 63 yeah david jansen was richard kimmel william conrad was the narrator and barry morse was lieutenant philip gerard so tommy lee jones <laughs> okay i'm a- but Dan- 120 episodes he was on the run a long time all right i remember faces <laughs> in this but i i couldn't even tell you the, <laughs> the, the, the um how is how is he on the run for 120 episodes well, that's mean, incredible do, 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 for do four years <laughs> on the air um <laughs> i'm going through uh the cast of the fugitive yeah man there was a ton of people in this seal award. Oh, wasn't that his uh, his wife? Wasn't she the one that got? Yeah, she got killed. Spoiler alert. Yeah, Sorry if you haven't yeah, seen it, yeah. but <laughs> minimal. Sorry. Uh, I mean, that's what the whole movie's based on. So it's not that big a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, there was a ton of people in this one. But yeah, like I said, it's streaming on uh, Netflix. So check it out if you guys have not seen it. But. Even though we spoil it for you, I mean it's it's still an awesome watch. And for those oh, yeah. that the re want to watch, want to rewatch it, yeah, it's there. But all right, um, I got one. I'm gonna try to run through it as quick as possible. This was a uh, series they uh, based off the um, was it the '60s uh, television show Star Trek. Uh, I was listening to uh, the podcast uh, Around the World. In uh, 80s movies and um, with uh, the host, uh, Vince Leo. Uh, shout out to him. And he does uh, just a bunch of series. Like he, I'm listening to the Back to the Future one right now. I listen to uh, Mad Max and, and stuff like that. And uh, But he, he did the Star Trek one. Yeah, the Star Trek, the motion picture, the first movie was in 1979. But since he was doing all of them, he, he, just, he just started with that one. Because he also did Star Wars and you got you guys all know that was in 77 so he did start with that one cool i like how he did those three movies and then he did the uh, ewok adventure and uh caravan of courage uh still yeah i wish they were on plus still uh, i have know. the dvd so it's, uh, if i feel like i do too it, i will but i'm not gonna go out of the way yeah. um anyway but star trek the motion picture and uh, then i watched uh um, the Wrath of Khan, Search for Spock, uh, The Voyage Home, The Final Frontier, and then I watched uh, Undiscovered Country. Uh, all of those, uh, two was 82, uh, three was 84, uh, 86, uh, 89, and then Undiscovered Country was 91. 
Um, I know there wasn't. Uh, there was a lot of people that did re- didn't really they didn't give uh, part five the the final frontier uh, any love, as well as the the very first one, the motion picture, because a lot of people just said it was really boring. Um, yes, we're kind of like two years off uh, the tale of uh, Star Wars, but Star Trek is everybody already knew who the characters were, so it was it was awesome to see. Uh, for any Trekkies or Trekkers uh, that would, wanted to see the further adventures. I wouldn't go as far as calling myself a Trekkie or Trekker. Uh, I can't remember what Lance uh, told me. He's a big Star Trek fan. If he was a Trekkie, Trekker. Uh, if those of you guys don't know what I'm talking about, watch that documentary, Trekkies. And um, anyway, uh, and the second one. Uh, the first one was better, though. But anyway, uh, watching all these films. Oh, no, going back to uh, part five, the uh, Final Frontier. A lot of people uh, really didn't like that one. And they kind of like, even the, the makers of the film were kind of like, they just wanted to push that one aside like like it didn't happen. Uh, that one was directed by William Shatner, and uh, I remember watching that one the very first time and thinking, "This, this is a, this one's dumb. This is the one when they were searching for uh, air quotes a god." Um, let me read the synopsis really quick. Captain Kirk and his crew must deal with Mr. Spock's long lost half brother. Uh, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, uh, who hijacks the enterprise for an, obs- uh, obs- uh, for an obsessive search for God at the center of the galaxy. Uh, basically the, the barrier final frontier or whatever. So, uh, I was kind of like hesitant to watch that one just cause just a little bit that I remember, but after listening to, um, uh, Vince Leo's show around the world in uh, in eighties films, uh, he kind of really made me want to watch it. So, well, he made me want to watch all of them. So that's why I, I, I did it. So, but uh, when I got to that one, I this last watch, I like it. I mean, it was funny. I mean, it, yes, it was stupid, but um, it, it was funny. I mean, they they I think after uh, part four four the voyage home, they really went with the comedy. Because there was so much comedy in that one. That one was directed by Leonard Nimoy. It was the one when they had to um, uh, get the humpback whales and bring them back to. Uh, they had to go wrapped around the the sun and, and did it like a time a time war to 1986 to uh, get some humpback whales and bring them back to whatever year they were in. But that one that one was probably the beginning of the, of the comedy. There was light comedy in the first three films, but. It's like they really went for it in the voyage home as well as the the final frontier. So on on a comedy side uh, with the part five one, I really liked it. I thought it was funny. I laughed at all the jokes. Um, but the story searching for God that was a story that they that William Shatner wanted to do like a long time ago, but uh, they just never really did it. But he, I guess he finally got his say so, uh, so he was able to do it. Uh, my favorite one out of all of, all of them, and I know a lot of you fans out there, is uh, The Wrath of Khan. Uh, these movies are goofy. I mean, just because uh, the 80s cheese, but I mean, they're still they're still awesome films to watch. Um, I do get a little teary eye. Uh, spoiler alert again when uh, uh, Spock dies uh, at the end. Uh, that, that's the that I remember that getting me like really hard uh, in the theater in the theater. Classic was, scene. Oh, this big golf ball in my throat, and I was just trying to keep the tears back. But, yeah. Oh man, I still love that film. But the the first one as well, the motion picture. That one really doesn't get that much love as well. So I mean, I like it. I really love the beginning because we we got a new look of the Klingons, and I, I love that whole thing. 
of what they were f- fighting. Uh, when an alien spacecraft and enorm- of enormous power is spotted approaching Earth, uh, Admiral James C. Kirk resumes command uh, of the overhauled uh, USS Enter- uh, Enterprise in order to intercept it. Uh, so that's what I, I mean. They, may, maybe one of you Star Trek fans can really explain what that thing was. It was basically um, whatever it was. It caught um, the uh, Voyager space probe. Uh, and it uh, it was trying to just br- basically bring it back to Earth, but it, it, we couldn't. They it was it had all kinds of crazy messages in it. I, I from what I remember, and uh, that's what uh, was in that thing. So that's why they were had to go. I mean, there was a lot of times where this was just like a drug. I mean, I saw it in the theater like that first weekend it came out, and then I'd seen it multiple other times. And uh, what I was eight years old uh, when I was watching this, and. There was times that I do remember, even this last watch of just sitting there like something needs to happen. Um, and I knew what was going to happen, but there was those just long, drawn out dialogue scenes. So, uh, but then, I mean, after overall, I mean, accepting it now, I mean, I, I really enjoy, I do have all the Star Trek films. So, I mean, that one was, that one's still a good one, but I think I mainly wanted to talk about the final frontier. That one just does not get much love. Uh, there was a lot of contract, uh, uh, arguments uh, mainly with um, pretty much all the cast, but the main two were were William Shatner and, and Leonard Nimoy. Basically, kind of going, "Well, I want more money, and I want more money." And then it came down to they had to both get paid almost the same. Uh, I don't know what that price was, but um, I mean, I, I always say this: everyone's got to get paid. But uh, doing these Star Trek films, um, I think they did need to pay everyone because. Uh, they couldn't really continue without the whole crew. I know there was times where they were like, you know, well, maybe we don't need uh, Sulu. Maybe we don't need Scotty or whatever. But no, you need you need those yeah, characters. I mean, even if oh, they yeah, don't have much no. screen time, but you do need that crew. That's the Star Trek crew that we know. And they do uh, do a lot. I mean, I know there was uh, some dealings with uh, Shatner and uh, George Takei. Uh, George K. They just he just did not like William Shatner. So uh, he, I guess I, one of the last films they really had to come on, man. You got to do what you got to do it. And he didn't want to do it. Uh, George K. Didn't want to do. It. He was like, no, I'm done. I don't. I don't want to deal with Bill. And but I guess William Shatner. Come on, man. We can't do this without you. We really need you. We really need you. Let's just put. Uh, all this stuff behind us and do us a George Takei. I'm sure they should. Here, here's a big check. Uh, I'm sure that's what brought him back. But oh yeah, uh, all these films are <laughs> awesome. Uh, Search for Spock is, is awesome. Uh, the Voyage Home, like I said, that one and the Final Frontier, just comedy throughout. Uh, Undiscovered Country. It's got light comedy. I mean, it's got its funny moments, but not uh, a lot. I, mean, I really like that one because there was still that fight between uh, the 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 what was it the I want to call it the Trade Federation, no, whatever the Star Trek Federation <laughs> people were, and and the Klingons. There was still there right. was kind of there were still enemies, but not really. They were still trying to keep the peace, but there was some renegade Klingons that just didn't want to. But uh, I loved all that, so I thought that was cool. And bring in the Romulans and all that. I think it was awesome. But all these films, all six of them, I think there's definitely uh, worth a rewatch. Uh, I know. I want to say they're all they're most of they're they're all on Hulu I think, um, like I said I have all the whole set so I, I don't but I want to say they're on there so 
If you guys haven't seen those in a while, I mean, definitely check those out. I mean, all six films are awesome. Um, maybe next rewatch uh, episode, I'll go over the uh, Generations ones. I think those what four films? Generations sounds about right. First Contact. Um, it's either Nemesis or Insurrection. I I, I don't know which one came out first, uh, but I think there was those were just four. Uh, out of those, the only one I really remember is First Contact, and and I really like that one, but. Uh, yeah, next rewatchable episode, uh, I'll definitely uh, talk uh, about those four. Uh, I just got to rewatch them. I seen the first two, and I know those pretty good, but this last two, I I don't remember. Um, I remember I was talking to Courtney, and he had mentioned Tom Hardy was in one. I can't remember which one that one was. I was like, yeah, that's right, he was. But uh, yeah, Star Trek, uh, the first uh, six films with the original crew, definitely check all those out. Um, I do believe they're on Hulu. So if you do want to watch them, uh, check those out. And um, yeah, I mean, I love I love this crew. Um, it's just amazing to see uh where they came from uh, in the TV series to where they got in, in these uh, in these movies, and I loved all of them. I wasn't a fan, and I'm, and and none of the actors were fans. Well, of the um, the uniforms they had to wear in the first movie, and <laughs> it's, right. it's crazy. They're like just basically <laughs> big body suits, and they said they did not like them. But uh, I know obviously they they rearranged them. I like the suits they had in. Uh, from Star Trek 2 on, uh, I love the uh, the uniforms. I really love those uh, maroon jackets or whatever they were wearing. I thought those were awesome. But yeah, Star Trek uh, one through six, uh, check them out. Um, don't be don't get mad at me if they're not streaming on Hulu, but I'm pretty sure they're on there. Right. Um, we should probably, if you have a lot to say about this, we should probably save it for the regular show. But that reminded me of. Uh, completely different star trek but uh the new picard have you seen uh, any no, of no not really okay yeah same here uh only in the commercials so i feel like uh they did show something in the commercial i won't mention here that i was like man like i don't know if they needed to share that like it seemed like best as a surprise for the show but you know yeah you got anything else uh, yeah, uh, another, if this is like right there for me with The Fugitive uh, as like uh, a go-to film, always happy to throw it on. Uh, another movie that I've recommended, if not uh, multiple times, and I know I've at least once on E-Society as our random recommendation, this is uh, 1998's Ronin with Robert De Niro uh, Sean Reno, Stellan Skarsgård, Natasha McCone, Sean Bean, uh, Jonathan Price, so many people, uh, directed by John Frankenheimer. A freelancing former U.S. intelligence agent tries to track down a mysterious package that is wanted by the Irish and the Russians. Yeah, this is one of those. I, it's 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 up there. It might be, uh, which you know might be blasphemous to some people, but it might be my favorite De Niro role because it's the one I revisit the most. So I'm not saying it's like the best work he he ever did, but it's my favorite work he ever did. I really love uh, Ronan. Uh, when's the last time you saw Ronan? Hold on, sorry, I had to check the door. 
Um, oh, no problem. <laughs> the only thing I remember about that, about that film is uh, uh, Drax was in it, uh, the bad guy from Moonraker. Because uh, he, I remember him explaining the Ronin story to uh, De Niro and the uh, car chase. I remember those racing through those tight uh, spots. Where were they again? Uh, shoot. They were because at the one point they're like at the like they're like a Roman ruin, so it's it's got to be like Rome. Okay. So, but yeah, they're all over the place. That's like a really like European espionage travel mission, and yeah, it's like the the interesting thing is uh, spoiler alert, like we did earlier, uh, this package that they're. Uh, chasing the whole film it never is actually truly revealed what's in it you can make a good guess at what it is but they actually never a hundred percent reveal what it was what the irish wanted what the russians wanted why everybody was after it so uh it's kind of one of those things and it's funny because it ends with uh, john reno like uh with a little monologue from him walking up these stairs and he's like you know um, like no questions, no answers. You just have to live with it and move on. Like that's the job, and it's cool. It's just a really cool film. I never get tired of it. So um, I think it's actually from what I'm seeing here on IMDb, it's on Prime, Amazon Prime right now. So um, for free streaming if you have access to Prime. So uh, that's definitely where you could check it out. Uh, really recommend it. Like I said. Maybe not his best work, but my favorite Robert De Niro role, personally. I need to watch it again. I, like I said, I only remember those two things. Um, I remember it being really slow. Uh, I, oh, no. I just saw it in the I theater. Love it. I remember being bored at times. So. Oh, no. You know, it's funny. Um, when this came out, I saw. I spent the whole day at the movie theaters. I think that's the longest I ever spent. I think I saw four films. It was when I was living in Phoenix. I saw Ronan, the Psycho with Vince Vaughn, I think uh, Prince of Egypt, and then there was something else. But I was literally there like all day. That's the most I've ever theater hopped ever. I spent literally the whole day. <laughs> Uh, eight hours plus I, in the theater. I did that once. So. I know I saw <laughs> Deadpool, License to Drive, Short Circuit Two, and uh, Pee Wee's uh, Big Top Pee Wee. I remember seeing the. I remember seeing those nice. four movies. <laughs> oh man! But all right, right uh, I'm gonna run through this one really quick because I know you got to get out of here. This is uh, sure. there's five another five yeah, yeah. Uh, film series. Uh, no four actually. And uh, I think they're going to be working on another one. Uh, but this is uh, 1981's uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I'm not calling it Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's stupid. I don't like how they, they did that. But, um, yeah, it's Raiders Just of the Raiders. Lost Ark. I mean, this film is awesome. Uh, I watched that. I watched Temple of Doom, The Last Crusade, even The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, uh, which I like now. I remember I did. I hated it the first time I had seen it. I thought it was stupid, but then rewatching it again, I actually watched these in reverse. I started with, I, I watched the Crystal Skull it. and then just went backwards. Uh, same things with the the Last right. Crusade. I didn't really care for that one that much, uh, but watching it this last time, maybe just because <laughs> I'm an old man now, that I appreciate 
uh, what was going on in it. I, I love that one. I loved how it brought Sala back and um, uh, Sean Connery. I thought he was yeah. amazing in it. I still never knew why they uh, made these movies kind of out of order. Because if you look at if you looked at years, right, years right. Uh, Temple of Doom should have been the first story. Uh, and I'm kind of wishing whatever they're doing with this next one. Um, come on, show short short round some love. Uh, bring bring oh, it back. I love that. I love short round. Uh, the, just period in the series, uh, Temple is my favorite, which I know is probably, again, another controversial uh, take because I know for a lot of people, that's the one they'd pick as their least favorite. And I love uh, I'm, I'll go in the order that they're made. I mean, I... Raiders is always going to be the best one. Yeah. Uh, friend of the show, Mike Moran, he's the one that told me and my brother to go see because we didn't know what it was. He just said, it's, it's Han Solo in an adventure movie. So I was like, okay, cool. So we went to check it out. Man, that movie was awesome. Uh, I love I love all four of them. I mean, even Crystal Skull. I think what I loved about Crystal Skull was that the, or all of them, the being just the adventurer, when it, especially when, I, when you're a little kid, what it, I was, what, 10 when Raiders came out. We all, everybody, all the every little boy that saw that film wanted to be Indiana Jones. You wanted to get in those adventures. You, you, you made your own whip. You, you found uh, a hat that was closest to, you can get to Indiana Jones, and it was awesome. And you, when Temple of Doom came out, I mean, you, how many of you, you and your friends, sat there and spouted out lines from it and had made your own little Temple of Doom? With, I mean, they, by this time there was a, the toys and everything were out. So, I mean, it was awesome. I still have my Indiana Jones figure. I don't have the, the whip or the gun, but I still have the actual figure, the, the very first go around. But uh, I love all these films. I mean, as for the little kid in me watching these films, it's just the the adventure, like how awesome it was to get in these adventures. Yep. Yeah. Uh, if you do the Big Bang Theory thing, Raiders, even if Indiana Jones wasn't in it, uh, it still would have turned out the same way. Uh, the, the Nazis would have found the ark, uh, opened Funny. it, and all died. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah funny. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Indiana or, or Henry Junior. is uh, Sean Connery kept calling, him. Uh, and it was also awesome to to see a young um, Walking Phoenix, not Walking Phoenix, his brother River Phoenix, as uh, River yeah. Indiana Jones or Junior. Uh, that was cool to see him in it, and oh man, the, these movies are—they're just timeless, timeless classics. Uh, the original three, I know. There's Crystal Skull doesn't get a lot of love, but it, it does—it does for me. Yeah, I thought these were awesome. My kids have seen all four of them, so uh, everybody knows who Indiana Jones is, and is awesome. But as far as, far as sidekicks, I mean, I love Sala. Um, I even liked. Um, Shia LaBeouf uh, in the last one. Uh, he was. Yeah, but short round he he takes the cake uh uh data yes data from no uh, goonies and uh yep, all the little, yep, the other yep. side little movies he did no yeah. time for love Hugh Kwan, I, I don't know if i said that right but <laughs> uh he's awesome i, yeah. I loved it he <laughs> even him man, he was a little mess fan so i thought that was cool but yeah all the, the indiana jones uh chronicles whatever you want to call them uh, Raiders was 81. Uh, Temple of Doom was 84. Uh, Last Crusade was 89. And Crystal Skull was uh, geez, 2008. Um, I don't know what this new one is. All I know is Steven Spielberg's not directing it, so that's going to suck. But 
Uh, we're still gonna mm. see. It. Um, I can't remember who they said the director was. Uh, I, I don't remember, but uh, I'm, I'm gonna see it. Um, I mean, we've seen the first four. We gotta see the fifth one. So, and I'm sure, sure that's oh yes, be the last yeah. one. But <laughs> with Crystal Skull, what I really liked about that one is uh, uh, Karen Allen, Marion. Uh, she came back uh, to, to reprise her role, so I thought that was awesome. And there was shout-outs to, um, I don't know if they asked Sean Connery to be in it, but there was a shout-out to him because he, he had like, his character passed away. And uh, Dr. Marcus, uh, his buddy from uh, the very first film, and then he was in The Last Crusade, uh, it was cool that they had a picture from him and a, a bust of him made to, in his honor because that, that actor did pass. But uh, it was cool, man. These are good adventure movies. Um they're PG, PG thirteen. Um, the, the kids can watch them uh, if they don't if they don't get bored. But definitely, oh, yeah. those are timeless classics, and, and uh, I love all four of them. Um, I know I didn't really f- feel so much about this alien stuff that uh, George Lucas threw into the story, but uh, overall, again, yeah. I mean, the CGI was cool. The adventure was fun, and yes, it, yes, it was a silly film. Mm-hmm. But Crystal Skull does get some love for me now. I think after this last watch, I'm like, all right, man, I like this movie so. Uh, I know we got to get out of here, so but that's gonna be our quick, yeah. uh, rewatchable uh, of movies that we watch. But everyone, thank you so much for listening. Do check out uh, the other episodes on the uh, other network. And again, uh, I, if you guys did listen to my message, I, I don't know what happened to my computer. It just after I updated it, it just messed up garage band so i really need to i'm, I'm trying to free up some space so i can download the new uh version of garage band hopefully uh that'll be better but anyway uh, thanks you for bearing with us and uh that's gonna be it yeah man we'll be Shout back uh, in a couple days with a regular episode so until then uh party on yep till next time have fun be safe and no time to argue throw me the idol i'll throw you the whip There's no time for love, Dr. Jones.